Well, 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 everyone, how are you out there? This is Dwayne. Such a beautiful, beautiful summer here on the East Coast. I hope that this finds you well-blessed and in your right mind. I hope that you have achieved some of your goals that you set at the top of the year, 525,600 minutes started in January of this 2019, and I hope that you've accomplished some of the goals that you set out to. I want to first thank you for choosing to subscribe to this podcast. I also want to thank my sponsors so very much. I do greatly appreciate it. I hope that this word today encourages your soul and that you find yourself, even if you're in a dark moment, that you can remember something great to encourage yourself to take you out of anything that you could possibly be going through. And for those of us who are in the mountaintop stage, just know that the top of that mountain sometimes is just the bottom of the next mountain we climb, right? I've experienced that so much in my life where I've had so many mountaintop experiences and then there's just another obstacle that comes. But what do we do? We keep pushing forward. We keep pushing through. We do not let the circumstances define whom we are. And I definitely do not let someone else's description of me define whom I am or you should not let someone else's description define whom you are as a person. In this life, I am pressing forward, pressing forward. I cannot change the things that are behind me. I choose to learn from the things behind me so that I can live in this present moment and realize all the gifts that I've been given and try to prepare for the future just in case it actually comes and happens, right? Walking by faith and not by sight is one of the best things that I've learned in my journey 45 years here on this earth, 45 years young and counting, still going, still purposed here on this life. There is much more ahead of me. And in that, preparing for that next 20 years, next 30 years, I am envisioning myself not being where I am at 45, but being a much better person next year, five years, 10 years from now, 20, 30 years from now, not being the same man. There is no way that I want to be the person I was at 20. I want to keep growing and learning and seeing that now many of the things that I call failures were obstacles. They were things that I needed to learn in my life in order for me to accomplish some of the things that I have. Think of myself as soil I love to garden. I love to garden. I love to be out and do my lawn and manicure it and put sod down and get the mulch put around, put flowers in between, make certain things pop. Now that takes a certain amount of time. That takes a certain amount of vision. Heard someone say a long time ago, what is the difference between a forest and a garden? And it's a simple answer. You can say organization, or you can say a simple word as (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I, I won't say the other word. We'll, we'll just say organization. And I'll let you fill in the other word. Challenge your mind in there for a minute. So the difference between a forest and a garden are simply organization. Now, in my mind, I know that organization needs to happen and I need to cultivate my brain just as I do a garden. And I didn't always know to do this, to cultivate it, to really take care of it. Now I take the time to put down the dirt, the soil, the fertilizer, if you will. When I do that, I know I have to put a seed down and I know when I put that seed down, now Scott's has a three-in-one where you can put it all down as fertilizer, its seed is protected and all this other stuff. And you do that in hopes that the grass will be green in hopes that you know, when you put the seed down that it'll catch and, and it has to go through its time and and you hope that something comes of it. But it takes no effort at all for weeds to constantly grow in my garden. Weeds grow everywhere. They grow up through the concrete. I, I get things to, you know, take it away and no matter what, it seems as if a weed will come up. And it's the same with my mind. There are little weeds that just come in my mind. But I've got to take time to just fight through the weeds, get them out of there, and just try to put in good stuff. Now, within that also, I know that in my life's journey, I used to always question why people didn't like me and why this obstacle would happen. But now I see, I heard someone say a while ago that... All of the so-called hate that comes toward me is just like soil. It's making me stronger. All those turnips and greens and potatoes, they were all covered with dirt. And they had to fight through the dirt in order to come up to be able to be nourishment for our bodies. So it's the same in this life. Sometimes we get these things thrown on us. We don't know why these things are thrown on us, but we've got to fight through them to come out as pure gold, as they say. And this is something that I realized in my life that I had to fight through the things in order to come out. And I'm not quite yet a finished product, but I'll keep working on it and keep praying and keep pushing and keep believing that things are going to manifest themselves and hopefully leave a positive mark legacy here. I want to share with you a little poem from my mother-in-law, who is a pretty special soul here on this earth, D. Freeman. And I've read many of her poems here. <clears throat> Oceans of Love, To Us From Us. <clears throat> this poem is entitled Door of Opportunity. It's entitled Door of Opportunity. And this is a cold read. Here we go. You don't have to accept thin barrier or condition you feel you've run into. Or when things aren't going your way and you don't have to know just what to do. Look at your obstacle. Scrutinize and search it completely through. Then look to God for guidance. He'll provide a clear path for you. There is always a way where there is a will to succeed There's a supernatural strength that comes when you're in despair or desperate need. Ralph Waldo Emerson says it best. 
There's a door in every wall. There's a door in every wall. Also, our Heavenly Father says, He'll help you. All you need to do is call. The door won't always be obvious when you're pressed against the wall. You'll have to turn and look for openings which may be ever so small. For many of us, walls and obstacles seem always to dun our path. We must have heart, faith, courage, strength, and endurance to make us last. We must also do our part to help create this escaping door by preparing ourselves, wanting and striving always to do a little bit more. There will be high walls, low walls, many walls of immeasurable sizes. We must never succumb to these barriers that rob us of wealth, prizes. Some walls we encounter have been passed down through the ages. Together, we must chip away at them, even if only in small groups and stages. Each wall offers a door of opportunity to grow and move on toward success. If we fight a good fight and open the door, we'll come through it being as our best. And it's a poem by D. Freeman, Oceans of Love, To Us From Us. What an incredible poem that is, saying so many wonderful things about doors of opportunity that are there in front of us. The younger generation has tremendous opportunity in front of them. And I'll say for myself, too, I still believe that there's tremendous opportunity in front of me. Now, I have to pay homage to those who came before me. Uh, They set ground rules for me to have the things that I have in my life. With this poem and many other things that I've heard in this life, there's something about this word opportunity and the word success. And you've probably heard this before, but I've learned that I've got to continue to make myself valuable. Not necessarily to seek success, but to continue to make myself valuable. That means, again, to learn, unlearn, relearn, and all that good stuff. It's never too late. Continuous, continuous work to make myself valuable so that someone will see the value of what I bring, and then they'll pay me for my value. It's amazing how many people are valuable and don't even know that they are. Now, a lot of people in this country want to be this word rich, and many people are rich financially and also rich in their spirit. I've met a lot of people who are rich in spirit but don't necessarily have the dollar signs to <clears throat> excuse me say that they are rich in dollar. Now, what's most important is that we are rich in spirit, yes. But there is nothing that any man and woman on this earth cannot accomplish to get to that place of riches. Uh, I listen to Les Brown a lot, and Les Brown uh, is a very funny, funny motivational speaker. At times, he cracks tremendous jokes about things, said... 
if uh, if you want to be rich in this life and you want to be happy you got to be rich it's just it's just kind of crazy <laughs> I might have said that wrong but anyway uh Les Brown is, is, is pretty incredible at what he does. And he says it a whole lot better than me. But there are a lot of people who are seeking to be rich. And people say the money won't buy you happiness. Ah, that's what it was. Money won't buy you happiness. But he's right up there with oxygen. That's what he says, huh? <laughs> you know. So what do we do? What do we do? Now, I've made a lot of money in my life. I've lost a lot of money. And I've made a lot of money. And I've lost a lot of money. You know, man is incredible because the best part of man is in between our ears. It's that six inches, it's that brain that we have. That is the most powerful thing that humans have. And most times we work from the neck down. Don't really tap into the full power and potential of our brains. Now, I have a mindset now that has just changed. My mindset is about leaving a legacy of wealth and knowledge for the next generation and a generation after that as well. And this is why I'm doing the podcast. This is why other things are lining themselves up. I cannot hold this to myself anymore. Now, I listen to Earl Nightingale, who is pretty incredible, and many of the things that Earl Nightingale has to say are pretty pertinent and important as we are trying to get this word rich in this life. And I used to think this word was a bad word. I was raised in the church, and they always used to say, the, the poor shall inherit the earth. And, and they didn't really teach us about money and what it could actually do for you and change your life and the community around you. Uh, it almost made it seem like people who were rich were crooks or bad people in some way, shape, or form, and they're not. I've met so many rich people who are just generous, generous souls. Not everyone who is rich is a crook. That is just a myth, and there is no truth to it. There are many things in the Bible that I believe that are set up for all of us to win, and many of us fight against it. Um, some people give the analogy of McDonald's and how McDonald's has really, really followed a lot of what um, is written out in in the word. They've mastered it. You can't go to any country and not see a McDonald's, right? McDonald's is just everywhere. They know how to duplicate it. So they made a product and that product is what? The Big Mac. That Big Mac can't be, uh, you know, reformed in any way shape or form right you know what the big mac is and that big mac goes all around the world that special sauce that's on there is one of a kind it is patented so to speak and then what they do is they they have the product and then they do what they go out and they now have this major distribution of all of this stuff it's everywhere McDonald's is everywhere. They packaged it. They got people who can franchise it, right? They got a formula for this thing. You can have a million dollars and buy a McDonald's franchise and set yourself up for the rest of your life, right? Somebody did all the work, laid it all out. They have the product. 
you have the distribution they have the the power to reproduce it over and over and over again and these are just things that we can do in our daily lives just so that we could set ourselves up for riches that are untold and mindset is everything changing your mindset some of us come from a poverty mindset but i'm breaking out of that i'm not ever saying that i truly took hold of the poverty mindset because i was able to really work since the time i was 13 and i believe the reason why i've had a little bit of my life is because my mindset is just a little different I took a guy like walt disney walt disney filed for bankruptcy seven times before he had his final bit of what is that word success but he didn't succeed at first he did have a little bit of failures but he fought through in order to see his dream through so what are some things we can do to ensure that by the time we're 65 years old we are not making six thousand dollars a year or we're not making ten thousand dollars a year but we have a certain goal what are those goals how are we going to set them now you write them down just in case it happens, you write it down. And I'm getting in the habit more and more of writing down my goals. So there's a couple of things that people say is a formula for getting rich in this country, in your life. So some people say that our rewards in this life will always be an exact proportion to what we give. Now, you can't always just get, you have to give. You have to give something, give some time, give a little bit of your money back. People talk about the church and they talk about tithes and offering and what's the purpose of it and why do we do it and you know why should I give to the poor and all this other stuff. It's all very, very necessary. Uh, people say the tithes is 10% and that doesn't just only mean 10% of just your income. 10% means anything. If there's 24 hours in the day, that means you should give two hours and 40 minutes of your day in some type of thought, meditation, giving back in some way, shape or form. If you have 10 dresses, that means if you have 10, you should what? Give away one. If you have 10 pairs of shoes, you should give away one. You can't always get, 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 get and not give. There's something about that. Um, so that's one of the keys, right? You see a lot of people who are millionaires, billionaires, they give to certain charities, they give to certain groups, and then they just keep on winning. They keep on, keeps replenishing itself, so to speak. That's one thing you can do. Now, number two here is the gold mind. The gold mind. And the gold mine is just that. It is your mind. M-I-N-D. You know that the only thing that really, really separates us from any other type of animal is our capacity to think. Think about that. Humans, we have unlimited potential because of our power to think. If we don't like the way we look, we have the capacity to go, I'm going to work out for 90 days to start changing the way I look. If you don't like your relationship, you have the power of mind to change your relationship. If you don't like your financial situation, we have the power to go, what am I going to do to set myself up differently the next 10 years, differently from when I did these first 10 years? We have the capacity to do that. And everything else, you know, an animal can do, right? But our mind is what separates us. So what are we doing in order to feed our minds the great things? Are we sitting down? And it was a time in my life when I felt, you know, really, really kind of crazy. I just was every day watching Jerry Springer. What was I doing? 
Why was I doing that? I, I have no idea. I was feeding myself nonsense for about maybe six or seven months. I don't know why. It did nothing for me. It didn't help me at all. I kind of stopped with self-development and, it, it, and I paid for it in some way, shape or form. So I would suggest, look, we can commit to reading one or two books a month. It's, it doesn't take that long, right? We can commit 30 minutes a day, 45 minutes a day to reading a book and finishing a book in a week. We can do that. Most people read one book a year and billionaires are reading four books a month. He said, if you want to lead, you must read. And I believe that. If you want to lead, you must read. So that's what we got to do. Keep, 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 keep being problem solvers. Keep being people that when they hire you in a company, they're going to pay you the big bucks because you are a problem solver. Because you've read as much material as possible in order to be a problem solver to want the problems that come up in the company. Right? Most people who get promoted, they get promoted because they are simply problem solvers. And that's the way we got to think about it. Think about your mind. Think about what a precious, precious gold mind it is and what we're going to do to cultivate that thing and uh, become our best selves. Now, there's this other thing. It's called follow the follower. Now, the one thing I teach my children, teach my children to do is not to follow people. I want them to be leaders. And so many people in this country just do that. We follow the followers. You see some businesses, you go in some businesses, everywhere you go, it's the same type of thing, right? They got a formula. This one worked over here. It's kind of like sometimes in the music industry, you hear one voice, the next voice comes out, sounds exactly like it. You follow the follower. And uh, there's something about being an innovator, something about being a change maker, a, a, a person who's going to step outside the box. Now, when you do that, you're going to have some pain. You're going to have some uh, opposition. You're going to have uh, people who hate on you, so to speak, sometime when you think outside the box and don't follow the follower. We cannot do that. We cannot follow the follower. We have to be innovators. Think of Zuckerberg. Think of Elon Musk. Elon Musk. I, I, I really admire this man because with the electric vehicle is just an incredible, incredible thing. And the Tesla itself is a very, very expensive car. But it's rated, I believe, 110. There's no car that has ever been rated 100 ever. And the Tesla is rated 110. So in his brilliant mind, he just made a decision. I'm going to be an innovator. And he's changed the way that we drive. Uh, contributing to less emissions in the world and, and giving us a car that goes from zero to 60 in about five seconds. It's pretty, pretty crazy. It's like a spaceship, that thing. But what could you do? What could you create? What could you innovate in order to leave your legacy here on this earth? Only your mind knows that. So what can you do? What can you do? What can I do? We can get up an hour earlier every day. I have been writing and writing and writing. And uh, there are three different books that I'm writing at once. How am I doing that? I don't know. I know that it's in me and I'm going to keep pushing. The first one is almost done. The second one it will be completed shortly. And the third one is already completed. It just hasn't gone into any editing stage or anything yet. But... Get up an hour earlier. Get up an hour earlier. I uh, heard someone talk about the 520 rule. You wake up at 5 in the morning, the first 20 minutes you exercise. The next 20 minutes you meditate. And the next 20 minutes you spend writing down five thoughts about what you can do to change your financial situation or your family a dynamic. And all you need is one positive thought 
to really change the way your family is going to uh, be living for the next five to ten years. And I believe I'm doing that. There is a season, a season of sowing and a season of reaping. And I've sowed things and I've reaped things and I've sowed and I've reaped. And I have been in pretty much a sowing, sowing, sowing stage. And I believe that the reaping stage is coming again. And I do not let any so-called failure or setback stop me. I'm going to keep, keep reaching. And every time I reach a so certain goal, I'm still going to strive to have others. For as long as I'm breathing, I'm going to try to continue to be the best man that I can be. And anything less is just not acceptable. I've got to treat everyone that I meet as if they are the most important person in the world. So I'm going to go on to number three here. Number three would just be this word. And this word is attitude. Attitude. Now I'll speak for myself. There were some times when I didn't even know I had a negative attitude. Now, I was going through some pains in my life and people didn't know that I was going through pain and I was not bringing my best self forward in the workplace and did not realize that. Now, take an inventory. Think about all the people at your workplace. What type of attitude are they bringing to the workplace? Are they happy? Are they sad? Do you see them and you just want to turn the other way because you go, hey, how you doing? They say, yeah, they don't talk to me yet. I haven't had my coffee yet. It's nine in the morning. You talk about good morning, right? You meet those type of people. That's not the type of person you want to be. When you're in the workspace, you know you want to bring a good attitude to the workspace so that you can do your work in a very giving, happy spirit. You know, this word attitude. We'll talk before about the lion spirit and the eagle spirit and there's something about the lion a lion is the king of the jungle because of that word attitude and the more i think about it the more i know even in my own home if my attitude is not right the vibe in the home seems to be a little off Anything that I experience outside the home, I cannot bring in. I have to change my mindset and my attitude in order for my children to have positive attitudes so that they can get out in their school. They have good days, think positive thoughts, have good attitudes as they go out in this world. Right? We have got to change our attitude. And once we change our attitude, we'll change our altitude. I only surround myself with quality people, only quality people. That's the way it is. Some people say, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. So young people, be careful whom you hang out with. You might want to hook up with that so-called nerd, that guy who wears the glasses and is an expert in calculus. You might want to just friend him because that will be the person who will probably retire a millionaire, have a good family life and all that. Surround yourself with people who are positive thinkers, who have good attitudes toward themselves and toward this life. It's just one thing that I've kind of learned on my journey. And I'm not done yet, and I don't believe that you're done either. And if you've had a place where you have fallen, please believe that you can get back up. Please do not let any failure define whom you are. Seasons come. We have winter, spring, summer, and fall. And it's okay. Like I said, sometimes you've got to plant in order to see a reward. 
A farmer goes out to teach his son only about planting. He cannot teach planting and reward at the same time. He only teaches planting. And then after the planting is done and the corn starts to grow or the the apple tree or the mango, then you talk about the reaping. But you've got to sow. So hopefully we're sowing great things out there. I know this was a bit of a long podcast, but I wanted to get this information out to all of my good people out there. You are beautiful. You are strong. You are magnificent. You are made one of a kind. There was one fingerprint. That is yours. Yours is unique. Yours cannot be duplicated in any way, shape, or form. You are a special, unique soul who has been destined here to leave something in this life. You matter. Look inside yourself. Dig deep. Change your situation if you want to. You have the power and capacity to do that. Human being, you have unlimited potential. I am included in that. I am not excluded in any way, shape, or form. I put myself right in the mix of all that is said in this podcast. I want to thank you. And if you choose to subscribe to this podcast, it would be appreciated. This is the way that I can continue to bring you positive, positive content. I'm going to switch things up pretty soon and bring you a series of artists and doctors, lawyers, engineers, book writers, filmmakers, give you their stories and how they stay motivated and inspired to do what they do to change this world, good people. I hope that when you listen to this, I hope that it lifts your spirit in some way, shape, or form. I will talk to you all a little later.